from the top of the charts to the dusty $1 bin and everything in between, it's time for another review on Life to Labyrinth. I'm making a yeah. uh, V with my tongue. In between my <laughs> ah. Pretty. That is a horrible sight with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have one, but I've kind of like hidden it with beard. You've just just gone full mustache. I have never. I've only done that. <laughs> True <once>. commitment. <laughs> I've only done that once. I did it over Christmas one year. I just like went to stash, and then uh, I was just at home. I thought it was safe. And then uh, Renee at the time was like, okay, well, we got to like run to Walmart and get some groceries. And I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. I get like two, three days into having facial hair and it starts just driving me nuts. <laughs> People don't like it when I do it. I just have, you just have to keep up with it. <laughs> you, can, you pull it off though. You, you're selling yourself short. You pull it off. You pull it off. Well, welcome to another episode of Life to Labyrinth podcast. My name is Bryn. I'm Angie. Hi. And we are joined once again by our friend Rob, who has sorted out his mic issues. God bless you if you listen to the full episode from last week. But Rob has sorted out his mic issues and come back for his suggestion. Welcome back, Rob. Thank you so much for having me back. And you're welcome, audience. You're, you're welcome for this eargasm that is this pro microphone all set up properly now for you. For your yes. wet ears. <laughs> we we found out that Rob's microphone, the second we stopped recording, we figured out what was wrong with it and just decided not to completely re-record the episode. And it's a big night for us at Life to Labyrinth because after a several month hiatus and us missing him dearly, our co-host Steven has returned at least for one night. Oh, that's right. I've made it back. My trip to Dessert Island was delicious and fun. I have get me. eaten all my feelings regarding this move, <laughs> and none of my pants fit. But I can still sit here and record and listen to music. Yay. That just sounds like pandemic. Yeah, that's just normal, man. <laughs> True, that's, that's just, just life now. If <laughs> you listen to the episode from a couple of weeks ago, Stephen, but Angie and I spent a good solid ten minutes of that episode just bemoaning our weight gain. Is it pandemic <laughs> it or is better. it is it pan pandemic or is it pantemic? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back, be Steven. Uninvited. I'm so glad you're back and you're thank here. You. Thank you. That's thank you for joining us, Steven. Good we needed Steven Ooh. for this one. We reached out to him. Oh, it was by Rob request. Has put forth, Rob has put forth an album that has shaken Angie and I to our absolute core. And I beg Steven to put aside whatever he had going on and give us an hour this week and listen to the album and come on and talk about it. Rob, what in God's name is this album that you've had us listening to? <laughs> what? And just just why? <laughs> this album, it's unlike anything I've ever heard before. Deerhoof is, uh, I don't know, it's just crazy feel-good music that takes me to my happy place. And this album, I think, is the most cohesive. It's the one that kind of put them on the scene of... of weird music if there was a scene that was it they they made the scene with their own scene <laughs> and we listened to the their album offend maggie from 2009 that's right yeah you sure did you sure did, <laughs> sure did. holy holy hot hell so <laughs> steven we've all been missing you you came back for this album you were ready to go 
hit like what what do you well just just hit us yeah what like you think? Into I, it. I don't know i was like i was i gotta say honestly my first impression was that i was really bummed out i hadn't heard of this band before because never totally random never heard the artist never heard any of their songs before but absolutely my shit this like crazy experimental noise punk minimalist lyrical like i don't even know how to describe it there's just so many words and i love all of them and it, yeah, it's got this like very in your face kind of subversive feel to it that, you know, uh, like just warms my soul because I just uh, have been really slacking on my punk lately. <laughs> but then it's like, like Buck and Judy has like a 30 minute just like noise break. And it's not instrumental, it's just noise. I don't even know how else to describe it, but I still love it. And every second of that crazy ear splitting random chaos just spoke to me <laughs> just the most wild and i think rob's right i think i listened to a bit more of their stuff throughout the week and this really is the most cohesive they get i've found at least um and even then that's mm, that's stretching it a little bit but like, yeah, i'm so they, glad i didn't listen to the other stuff i would have totally lost it <laughs> oh yeah like if they, this was cohesive cool oh yeah some of their like og albums from like early 2000 are whew, whew, experimental at their core like they, they created noises i don't think i've ever heard and don't think i will ever hear again yeah i was really glad you brought me back because this is like i'm gonna i'm 100 percent gonna listen to this album now like there's just no getting around that <laughs> had to do it we needed you for this one god Rob, we've you, missed you steven we have a, a kind of an unspoken rule that we don't talk about the album between suggesting it and recording the episode because we want it to be sort of fresh and we want it to be a, a real conversation. Oh, I like that. You have caused us to break the rule for only the second time <laughs> by suggesting this. I messaged Angie and I was like, you're probably going to want to you know, make sure you're sitting down or something like that. <laughs> and then we had a brief conversation and it was, we got to get Steven for this one. <laughs> even, even if I got to drag him in here by his ears. So kudos to you on that. This is a, you, you know, I don't, we don't have a tally going, but this is only the second time we've actually been discussing the album previous, previous to the episode. So Deer Hoof, I knew nothing about, and they are an American independent group formed in San Francisco all the way back in 1994. So they've had a really long career and they've got four current members, three past members. And I don't know if you guys did really any research on the band at all, but I just thought, kind of bared mentioning that they've been around for a really long time and they have released 15 studio albums mm -hmm. since 1997 yeah, like they've which is up there with like buckethead numbers oh yeah and like if you look who they've toured with like they've opened with beck like that blew my mind i was like man beck is probably the epitome of whatever you want to call the genre they're performing <laughs> that that does make sense yeah like they've actually gone on tours with some pretty big names and like the story of the band is insane like, um, <laughs> at least even on Wikipedia, it says like they formed the band in 94. A week later, it was like, I think Chris Cohen was the first member. A week later, the guitarist joined. A week after that, Satori, the singer, joined, who had just moved to the US that year and had never been in a band before or done any professional what? singing. Just, How could you tell? Yeah, just became a vocalist and has been their vocalist this whole fucking time in a language that's not actually even her native language. It's just crazy and also super impressive. That's gotta be the 
most like that's got to be the pivotal example of just fucking go for it <laughs> you're passionate you like it just give it a shot like who needs money or food or rent <laughs> like kind of up there with that quote where you know punk rock should mean freedom liking whatever you want like whatever you want as sloppy as you want <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like that was my i think almost like a weird little epiphany i had at some point during this album is that like this is all in the way that it's so abstract and clearly unique and personal might be the most like core punk aesthetic i can think of that concept of just pumping out 15 albums of this because that's what you want to play and that's what you enjoy i can't think of anything more punk than that <laughs> angie we're not giving you the space that you need what oh sorry <laughs> no, I'm just... We, we need to hear from Angie. I'm just taking it all in. I think I'm just going to throw <laughs> out the notes that just came to me as I started <laughs> listening to this. Bird sounds. Bjork. Music for deaf people. Is this in English? <laughs> I'd like to punch babies. Wes Anderson movies. These were just some of the initial notes <laughs> that I had. It was a real roller coaster for me because I hadn't started listening to the album and Bryn messaged me and he's like, holy shit, listen to this. And I, of course, had my headphones on and the one I listened to caused me to have a stroke and a seizure. Um, <laughs> I messaged Angie while I was listening to is This Is God Speaking and that's where she started. Yeah, I figured that's what song was. I literally just replayed that <laughs> on my end. It was, it was at that moment that we had to figure out how we were going to approach this episode. <laughs> there I there were songs I liked. Like, for sure, I feel like Chandelier, Searchlight, and Buck and Judy really gave me, like, Wes Anderson, whimsical, adorable. But also, at the same time, I did wonder at the end of this album if it was in English or not. I, like, didn't catch one lyric. And the basketball song made me very angry. <laughs> god i love that that song so much oh my god uh, that was i love a, it so much that was a bit of a tough one for me <laughs> and i also wondered how they do these live because sometimes it sounds like they're just shooting the shit and there's no rhyme or reason and it's like how do you reproduce that you're like ah just go with it and and my epiphany similar to well, not similar to yours, Stephen, but I also had an epiphany that, like, maybe I'm a bit of a narc, and I like the rules to music, and I like when there's a <laughs> tempo, and I like when there's a melody, and this stuff was uh, it, different. It was, it was <laughs> different. Yeah. So how close-minded can you be? How dare you want your music to have ration and thought and reason behind it? And, a <laughs> and understandable that I lyrics. And goddamn it. <laughs> to be fair, it is actually in English. I, don't think, I didn't know that. <laughs> I think there are breaks where Satori speaks Japanese or sings Japanese. Yeah. But the album itself is actually in English. It's just maybe not the English you're used to hearing. <laughs> I felt like she was kind of just line by line randomly choosing what language to sing it in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't so, know. I, I loved it, right? Like, that was a big part of, like, just switching, like, vocally to a completely separate language that most of your English listeners are going to have no clue about. And yeah, I yeah. just really loved it. They just clearly don't give a shit about anything. They just do what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Rob, uh, I think you might have given us a little bit of the story, but like, how did you find this? 
So like you said that this is one of your favorite albums of the last little bit on the end of the last episode. Like, yep. Where does one come across this and and just fall in love with it? Because, you know, Steven is somebody that listens to music that Angie and I have never heard of. And even right. he hasn't heard of this band. <laughs> so true. You're you somehow managed to out random music, Steven, which is impressive. So how did this come to you? Where did you find it? Who sent it to you? That's a great question. So I'm trying to remember correctly. So I think that my friend Karen, who's really into music, she's she's kind of a musician. She she does a lot of DJing. She mixes and loops stuff. Her and I had like a, this passion for music and discussing bands and every, everything we were listening to. And one day she showed me these bands like um, Deer Hoof uh, was one, Blonde Redhead from that time. There was like bands that were big at that time, I guess, like Santi Gold when she first came out in 2008. That was, sorry, that was a little bit later than Deer Hoof, but I think it was around that time, like 2008, where we were talking about these different bands that we were listening to. Anyway, Deer Hoof being one, I listened to Offend Maggie first and I loved the band because kind of like, someone said earlier they kind of sound whimsical and uh they kind of mm -hmm. take you to this other place and i don't even necessarily need to listen i don't need to understand what her lyrics mean or what she's saying it's kind of like with tom york and radiohead like i can't understand what he says a lot of the time but their music gives me this feeling and Deerhoof gives me that like happy place feeling of joy and exuberance and just like you never know what they're going to do next and it just kind of like whether you like it or not some song you uh, just get this connection with. And for me, that was a lot of their songs. So I loved My Purple Past on this album. I love Snoopy Waves. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, there's just so many that have this interesting feel. And as well, they, they remind me of like uh, movies from the 60s. Like their synth sounds, their keyboard sounds, their electronic, uh, their um, guitar sounds. They, they remind me of like 60s kind of black and white movies or like avant-garde stuff. Avant-garde like stuff. Shit yes, stuff. exactly. They remind me of that era, that those sounds. I, I guess it's just that like nostalgia mixed with her voice, which is like really unique and creepy and like high-pitched and childlike. I don't know. It's kind of cute. And I want to say like, what, what do the Japanese call it? That word? Um, kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah. 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 I guess uh, it's it's all cute and upbeat and fun, yet it has a hard kind of like rock edge to it as well, which has a nice contrast. And I think any good art or anything that's like really provocative has really strong contrast. That's what I love about their art. Damn, that was a really good breakdown. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Like, totally. it really does. Like, it gave me Radiohead vibes right away. And then it has that like almost sugary pop feel to it. And I, I do think, I think that like, that really sweet high-pitched voice kind of goes a huge huge way to kind of exploring that dichotomy between the harshness of their sounds and the kind of softness of their vocal and tempo yeah and i just i really love that, that like huge huge contrast yeah and that too like you said i think calling this a work of art truly is the best way to describe what it is and i think personally all music is art and it's why I always try to keep an open mind and never judge because art comes from a million different places and it'll mean something different to everyone who sees, hears, feels it. And this truly is start to finish, maybe a discordant, chaotic type of art, but totally artistic. And I did get almost like psychedelia vibes from it. I wasn't thinking those like avant-garde movies, but yeah, that like that period of psychedelia rock yes. really, really 
showed its influence in this album, I think. It, uh, I can tell you, John and I went to see them live years ago, and they were in a really small venue. It was like somewhere in on Rideau. I think it was like Cafe de Cuff or something. Anyway, I don't even want to say the name. It was a terrible place. <laughs> Whatever the place it You're was. saying local Ottawa locations that mean nothing to anyone that doesn't live in Ottawa. Yeah, so it's so all good. Whatever <laughs> place it was, it was garbage. They were uh, just they were just amazing. And as musicians, like they're mathematicians. The drummer Greg Sonier is mm -hmm. the most impressive drummer I think I've ever seen ever. And wow. I just thought he was astounding. Yeah, and uh, so and it, being there and when you listen to their music. It makes you want to dance like no other thing I've, you know, heard that people typically want to dance to nowadays. Like whatever, call me old, whatever it is they all are listening to, Drake <laughs> or whatever the fuck. I don't Ariana Grande's, Taylor, Taylor Swift, fuck off. Kanye West's. Yeah. No, but like when we were there live, it makes you want to dance and like take a little acid. You know what I mean? Maybe like, <laughs> maybe touch yourself. I don't know. I Just definitely thought that it felt like a soundtrack for like a cartoon acid trip, you know? It's like, mm, oh, yeah. beautiful family guy takes acid, and then one of these fucking songs comes on, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this um, is the true soundtrack to Beatles' Yellow Submarine. <laughs> yes. But I, yes. I was thinking when I was listening to it, I dance a lot to the music that I listen to, and I feel like this dancing would be Elaine from Seinfeld. I can't think of any other way to dance to this. I know. It would be seizure mixed with confusion and maybe anxiety. I found a lot of it gave it stressed me out a little. So totally, I was like, oh, yeah. this is so cute. No, I'm uncomfortable. That. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe it's oh, now I feel like punching to... babies again. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're pushing the, the boundaries. They're pushing your you know, acceptance to this kind of sound. They even uh, describe themselves as like art rock, art rock in the genre, I guess, is how they are uh, labeled. So it makes sense. It's kind of like, you know, you'll look at some paintings by an artist and you're like, wow, that really resonates. I love those. And then other ones, you're just like, oh, like, you know, Picasso's Cubist period. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it doesn't do it for me. I like, I like the other stuff with like the nice portraits of the blue and the, you know, the pink <laughs> period are nice. Give me a yeah. fucking melody. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Composition. My favorite thing that I read was that she had no experience playing in a band. I was like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't need to read that, but thank you. <laughs> she plays bass and sings. Yeah, and actually it's crazy impressive because if you can, you know, like Rin said, they've been around for a while. Um, I found out about them like 10 or 15 years ago, maybe. No, when I met John as well, it was around that time. So their sound has changed, and this is an older album. So they've had, they have not that you'll listen to them, Angie, but I'm just saying if you listen to the scope of their work, it's kind of like Radiohead. Like they've evolved over time, and they sound they incorporate different kinds of like pop and influences into their work later on, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they've consistently like if you do go back and listen to quite a bit of their discography, there's been a ton of like evolution in their music. Yeah, and evolution. Yeah, and you can tell that they're constantly not only pushing the boundaries of what they can kind of sell and market, but also their own personal boundaries on what they can create. And their sound changes, and sometimes not for the better, if we're being honest, clearly. And I think yep. you disagree with that in general, Angie, but I just think it's really mm -hmm. exciting to see an artist consistently and continually attempt to improve themselves and change and create something new. Yeah. 
See, when I listened to, the, listened to it, I found that it wasn't until like the third time that I started to really get it. And it wasn't even so much that I was like, I'm so excited to listen to this, or I'm finding all these songs that are going to end up in my playlist. It was just sort of like, I got the charm of it. Where the first time I listened to it, I was like, Has, is this the Shags version, like version two? <laughs> like, what uh. on earth has he made me listen to? <laughs> I'm glad at least some of you know what the shags are. <laughs> uh, we'll do the shags on like a bonus episode. <laughs> Hear about how much Angie hates it. Um, I'm glad. If, I figured. I figured Stephen would at least know who the shags were. <laughs> so I was just sort of like, what? An, and that's why it made me message Angie. It wasn't so much that I was really having a bad time listening to it. I was just like, Angie needs to know before she. St- <laughs> <laughs> Angie needs <laughs> like, I need to warn her. I think there's there's things on the through the podcast that I've struggled to listen to and there's stuff that like it was hard for me to get through more than once. This I listened to yeah, two, three times. The first two times were sort of like eh. Third time I put it on, and then when the tears of music of love kicked on, I was just like, Oh yeah, like no, I, this is it's good. It's I don't really have an issue with Music that doesn't speak English. I really like Ramstein. Mm-hmm. I mean Me too. most of us went through a phase in the early aughts where we listened to the five, six, seven, eights, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't have an issue with listening to music, but yeah, definitely. I heard Bjork in this and just like this avant-garde is a really good way of putting it. I couldn't really think of the words. Rob, I just, I don't know. I just, I want to applaud you for giving us such a challenging album to find the, the charm in. Oh, good. I was glad that I got there. And I keep hearing, I keep hearing Angie hates this, Angie hates this. I said there were several songs that I quite liked. I just felt like when she started singing basketball over and over again that she was making fun of me for listening to this. She was like, look at you idiots sitting there listening to me say basketball over and over again. And I was angry. I'd be like, why am I listening to this woman sing basketball over and over again? What's happening? But there, I, I agree with you, Bryn. The more you listen to it, I, it was kind of the same for, oh, I, this is not related at all, but uh, I was going to say Mary Shelley. What the fuck? Shelby Mary. Shelby Mary. I had to hear it like 18 times before I was like on board with it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And there were definitely, I just had to keep picturing Wes Anderson films to keep me in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be yeah, like, oh, if there's crazy pink uh, monochrome. They're going up an escalator. Whimsical. and they are because they take your imagination to that place because it does it's this new it expands your mind because it's like expands your mind man no it's it takes you to a place you uh i'll have what rob's having (laughs) you've never never dreamt of it before because you've never heard anything like these songs and i guess that's why for me creatively it's really inspirational it's the willy uh, wonka mm, it's like i agree with that it is the Willy Wonka boat ride. That's of, right. Of uh, yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's part of it's right. The, the shock of finding something new, especially if you've spent the last 10 years constantly looking for new sounds and new creations to have something like this drop in your lap and just be like, I'm going to shake up the entire foundation of what you believe of in music. <laughs> well, last week we listened to David Usher. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I have not listened Usher. yet. And Let this me week, tell you. Mm. We listened to Deer Hoof, so that's a cold splash of water. Yeah, it went yeah. from a nap to someone <laughs> pulling nails across your face a little bit. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
we were hot oh, yeah, and heavy sure. with we were hot and heavy with David Usher, and then we went went and put a whole bucket of ice cubes and burnt. We just made <laughs> yeah. that fire die. Yeah, die. closed yeah. up shop. Didn't need a diaper. Closed up shop. Yeah, <laughs> I closed yeah, up. I will shop. say unexpectedly, I came away from my week of listening to this connecting with it more than my week of listening to the David Usher album. Mm. We we Which, were moist, and now we're bone dry. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's like an old man coughing. <laughs> I will definitely say I, I this is not this has not made any playlists. And in order to like kind of get down to the most boring music I could think of, I listened to a lot of Dave Matthews band. <laughs> oh my god. I was like, what was that? Crash into me. <laughs> Someone who has seen Dave Matthews live, he actually puts on a hell of a show. No, I really? love Dave Matthews, but I, for some reason, got on, like, this little, like, oh, I just need uh, a dude and a guitar just telling me as it is without yelling basketball at me for no fucking <laughs> This This is an album, I agree, that causes you to go and find, like, a palate cleanser. Yeah, I, went, I did some Alanis. Alanis is a, per a permanent palate cleanser for me. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, man, you God bless like Alanis. something snugly to Alanis. hold on to and just be like, tell me it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need I Dave never... Matthews to sing you to sleep after yeah. listening to God speak for four minutes. <laughs> totally. Or sorry, one minute. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because I never listened to the album all the way through. And I would, you know, do a few songs and be like, yeah, I like this. And then like basketball would come on and I'd be like, fuck you. And then I'd stop it and I'd start again. And uh, so I never actually you know, got through it as a whole listening experience, but I don't do that for many of our albums, I'll be honest, I have ADD. Well, that, that's why the songbird disappeared, because we stopped putting such an emphasis on we listening to the album all the way yeah. through, and just sort of like opening our minds to it. Oh, Family of Others just started in my head, That that's an interesting moment. Um, <laughs> oh my Rob, God, so me too! Rob, when you listen to this album, mm -hmm. do you listen to it generally all the way through like a piece of art? Or do you have favorite songs on this album? I have favorite songs. I've listened to it a few times because I love I think it's one of my favorites by them. But I love the songs. I'm just looking at the playlist now. So my favorite is probably My Purple Past. I love it because it's dramatic. Um, I love Snoopy Waves. Love Offend Maggie. Those three are my, I think those are my top. Freshborn is pretty cool musically, but. Before this week, when would you say the last time you listened to it all the way through was? Um, I don't know, maybe like a year ago while cooking a meal. Maybe the last time I gave a fuck and cooked a meal. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't order some takeout. Too real, hashtag uh, COVID. <laughs> hashtag back trying. two years and invest in skipper dishes. Damn, right? <laughs> and also Zoom instead of Skype for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, really. Yeah. Man, Skype really dropped the ball here. <laughs> uh, well, we still know lots of people that use Microsoft Teams. Oh, we're yeah, on Skype. MS Teams Ugh. now. FedGov. Yeah, that is right? the worst they did it fucking job oh, I've God, ever seen. It's all annoying. God, I hate it so much. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. <laughs> they need to pick a scab. Yeah, you tank the mood by mentioning Teams. <laughs> I spent nine, nine hours a day staring at my fucking MS Teams. <laughs> <laughs> I know that pain. <laughs> so, so, does anyone have anything they want to point out specifically about this album. Oh, not about the album. I do got to ask, though. All right. I got to ask Angie a question. Offend Maggie or 
or deer hoof, I should say, or bug hunter. Because <laughs> uh. I have not heard you feel so disinterested, we'll say, not hate, so disinterested in the sound an album is producing <laughs> since I suggested bug hunter. <laughs> uh, I would pick bug hunter. Oof. I have a I have a it's question a really for you. <laughs> I, have yeah. a que- I have a question for you all. Okay, I want you to look up the album right now. Look up the album cover. Okay, did you look at the album cover? Yes. Yes. Look at the album cover now. Imagine Angie's face is in the hole. <laughs> That's what where I look the like, face guys. should be. Yeah. And I want you to imagine that mental. I want you to have that mental image and carry that with you because that I think is the takeaway <laughs> from this. Listening event. That was the the true art here. I'm gonna tell you why with Bug Hunter, because I just kind of found it like a little bit annoying and not something I would enjoy listening to. But there are parts of this where it like makes me anxious. It's I think it'll be adorable and sweet and basketball, and I'm done. (laughs) And it so I just that's that's the difference. Like it's can't get over how much you hate basketball. (laughs) I can't. I hate basketball as a sport. It should be put down. Um, I agree with that. They put down on the court. (laughs) That's where they put it down. (laughs) I think there's just parts of it. I think there's parts of it. You know what? I don't know if I would pick Bug Hunter, but if I could, if I could curate exactly what I listened to on this, like the three songs that I thought were adorable and sweet, that's fine. But if I get into the part where I'm like, can't quite be hip with the melody because I'm a hundred, then it, it sometimes gives me a little bit of stress. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think that's, honestly, that's kind of, I think probably just the other side of the coin to why like Rob and I like it so much is because it does it. Whether you expect it or not, it evokes a very real emotional response. And for me, that's like excitement and, you know, like admiration almost because I just, I'm blown away by infinitely creative people because I have not a shred of it myself. But I could see especially things like God is speaking or basketball, obviously, (laughs) eliciting a very almost instinctual response of like stress or like just making you uncomfortable almost. You and Rob need to start a new podcast where you just listen, it's just be like the music you've never heard of. <laughs> the, the albums we couldn't make the two of you listen to. Just It'd just be like all this avant-garde <laughs> weird shit. I want to answer your question as well, Stephen, because I think it's a really good question, because we often refer back to Bug Hunter as a challenge. Well, yeah, that's part of why I thought Nacho. that. <laughs> challenge with nachos. And I just want to... I was going to say, yes, as soon as you bring up Bug nachos. Hunter, I'm just like... I still don't have this stuff in the shows. <laughs> I think I would rather listen to this album, but I would rather see Bug Hunter live. Okay, I think that's a really interesting response, actually. I agree. Because I think, like we discussed so much in that episode, Nachos notwithstanding, <laughs> Bug Hunter is a very... the Where you picture listening to Bug Hunter is a very welcoming, comfortable, enjoyable experience. These guys, like Rob was saying, you're going to see them in like a secret basement. And you're not cool enough to be there. You're just (laughs) not. I'm not cool enough nor young enough to be there I agree. I agree. I'd be like, look at this narc narking out at a narc fest. Exactly. (laughs) So I think, yes, I'm not cool enough to go to like secret shows and basements that are covered in mold and graffiti anymore. But I will happily go to a a bar and, as mentioned, eat nachos and listen to Bug Hunter. (laughs) But as far as a listening experience, this is way more interesting. Yeah. 
Uh, I did try and go to one of those like secret DJ events like a year and a half ago and I walked in and I immediately was like, does someone have earplugs? <laughs> it is so fucking loud in here. And then I left. So that's our age. There we go. There it is. <laughs> it was so loud. I think for your next birthday, I'm going to try to get them to play a private concert just to play the basketball song. Thank you. And I'm going to surprise you. You'll walk in the room and they'll play basketball live for you. And you'll be so happy. Well, you know what, Rob? I'm going to get Taylor Swift to just sing how much she fucking loves you. So I think then we'll be even. Because I know you love Taylor. <laughs> I know you love Taylor. I feel like Rob's is a easier feat. To True story. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Calvin and Hobbes where Calvin's like, if you could have anything in the world, what would you have? And Hobbes is like, a sandwich. He's <laughs> like, a sandwich? What is wrong with you? I'd have a million trillion dollars, my own island. And like he just goes on this massive list. And the end of the comic is Hobbes eating a sandwich going, I got my wish. <laughs> 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 So what you're telling me is they're, Heartbreaking, on, but they're on cameo. I, Angie, I would never tell you to stifle your dreams, but I think getting Taylor Swift to perform a private concert, which is probably absolutely doable, <laughs> you likely couldn't bank just, just to be sarcastic <laughs> and shitty, it would be so <laughs> worth it. Rob, what? If you ever win the lottery, I look forward. Please invite me to that birthday <laughs> where you can have Taylor Swift surprise. Rob, Rob, what would be your reaction if I got a cameo for Taylor Swift to be like, Rob, you're the best? Well, I would probably put on a face and give her a great big hug and be like, oh, thank you so much. It's great. And then I would politely, you know, you know, I would slowly over drink, compensate for my discomfort. <laughs> And then I would slowly slither out of the room and Uber home as fast as possible. <laughs> like a weasel. I'm so glad uh, Stephen enjoyed this. Oh, thank Me you. too. And it was a pleasure to meet you, Stephen. It really was. And I'm, yeah, I'm glad the first time we were on one together was this crazy, weird acid trip that we both enjoyed so much. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't think after this they'll have me back. So it was it was a good time. It was good to uh, talk with you all. It's been really fun. It's and nice having the opportunity. I, yeah, the opportunity was great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Rob, I, we would definitely have you back. We got we promised you at least two, and one of them was a bit of a recording goof up. Mm. So. Yeah, I would definitely hope you can come back another time. Are we wrapping up the podcast episode like inadvertently? Yeah, I was gonna say, do any of you have any comments to make? Like I sometimes think our podcast should be forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening sometimes. to a podcast today, and they yeah. said that they had been recording for five hours. Yes, Ooh, what? you know, you probably know which one I'm talking. Oh and they edit after. Is it you're wrong about? Yes. And she was like, we've been recording for five hours. And they trimmed that down to like an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, yeah. holy shit. Totally. Yeah, I heard that once and was like, Jesus F, no. I sort of wonder how many episodes they do or if it's all the same. But I was like, I can't even imagine. Oh, one every week. Like, and they're long. Yeah, they're... Trimming an episode from five hours down like to, in, to 90 minutes. No, that's... Yeah, I, see, I, like half an hour, I feel like half an hour is a good average like driving distance time. You know, if I'm going out, to, you know, like to visit family or if I'm going across town, it's usually half an hour. Yeah, no, that's it's fair. And I think it's just a weird kind of bit of human psyche that like having nice, rounded, easily digestible numbers 
makes a product more inviting for some right. stupid ass reason because our brains are just so broken and yeah like <laughs> 30 minutes sounds much better to me than like 45 or even like say 42 it's just so succinct and like close but then otherwise i would like it to be a full hour don't yeah. give me any of this right. 51 minutes <laughs> yeah. but there's no reason to push it to that like if we say what you need to say it's like yeah, I think I, I think like pushing for that extra time is really noticeable. I think a lot of our episodes end up at an hour because we tangent. Some people tangent, some especially because they. Tangent as much as we, used to. we are. Excuse me, I haven't been we here are. for months, so your record's way longer than mine now. Your numbers are way bigger. We're not tangenting as much lately as we used to. No. I, yeah. I spend more time with these episodes than either of you put together, so I know how much tangenting we're doing. Yeah, it's getting less. Like in the like when Angie first joined, it's because the two of you were essentially reconnecting as much throughout the podcast. <laughs> we were catching up. Like, 12 years of yeah. really having any communication. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I totally got that. So thanks for thanks for us dragging along with that. So yeah, we are we are kind of at the point in the episode where we start talking about like final thoughts. So Rob, if if you wouldn't mind maybe wrapping up the final thoughts, like let we'll go and then you can kind of tell us your thoughts having spent a week. But Steven, why don't you Oh damn. Do you have Put any final thoughts? Top. I'm sure you do. Oh, I have so I many. I want to make sure you get your space. <laughs> Thank you. No, I just like I don't have really a lot to go into detail with because it it would be hard to really dig into kind of the meat of this album short of having dedicated time with somebody who really, really loved it too. But I just, I think it it's such an incredible combination of experimental art, um, like sugar pop, noise punk, like avant-garde. And I think despite the simplicity and sometimes we'll say irritating nature of the lyrics, I think even on this album, which is mostly non-political, which a lot of their earlier work is super political, I think a lot of the lyrics, they manage to still be subversive. And I, even just the concept of certain songs. So like, Don't Get Born is easily, I'd say Don't Get Born and This Is God Speaking are tied for top on me on this album. And it's because of just kind of the essence of what those songs are. Don't Get Born is literally 49 seconds. And it's just like this crazy little snapshot of trying to think of what it was it would be like to be a baby preparing to enter life not knowing what's coming what to do like it says i could have made a plan but i don't have the mind for it like i don't know it's simple but it's also kind of like profound almost like it makes me think like it elicits that kind of response out of me and i just want to sit down and kind of be like oh yeah that's interesting to think about but part of that's because i really love philosophy and then like this is god speaking is obviously going to be it's going to ruffle some feathers for sure yeah i don't know i just think it's i think it's they're a creative powerhouse i think they're blending of kind of up to this point i never heard some of these sounds and ideas and genres mixed and they i don't know to me they did a really good job of it like it's it is still a relatively cohesive sound in that it's so incredibly unique that when you hear it you know instantly what it is it's not like oh which of four possible rock bands is this it's like oh shit that's deer hoof like <laughs> you're in you know you're ready to go other than that like i think it's very funny to me that the longest song on the album at what is it just over five minutes yeah five oh almost six so 549 is the instrumental drag jagged fruit <laughs> Because before that, the longest song that they clock in is actually like, exactly four minutes. 
Um, the instrumental Jagged Fruit that is absolutely not an instrumental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> Definitely sings on it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a weird album, but I love that. And like I kind of mentioned to Bryn before, I'm, I'm starting to get back into like my punk music. Like I'm starting to listen to more of it consciously to get it back in my rotation. And these like 49 second songs, these two minute songs, just part of those will always appeal to me. Cause I mean, I grew up listening to 15 track, 22 minute long Ramones albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the first time I heard Don't Get Born and it just stopped before a minute passed. I was like, oh hell yeah. That's, that's true punk shit right there. Like who gives a shit about constructing it to a, you know, digestible considered like perfect amount of song song time they just they were done and that's just the song ended and it's like the charlie pride album except those were just really bad edits (laughs) 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 but yeah i don't know final thoughts i guess to sum up is just i i dig it i'm 100 percent gonna be listening to way more of their stuff now and yeah i think they're a creative unique artistic force in the industry and i hope they continue to create and even when they can't anymore i hope they continue to inspire people to try and create something like it nice angie what what do you think how do you want to i'm just not cool enough for the music i'll listen to shea 106 on a good day and be content Uh, classic rock i still like to think there's a bit of cool in me because i like alt j which i feel like has some weird rando shit in the middle of their albums but yeah like it was okay it was special and Different. There's the Minnesota mom, oh, the passive-aggressive yeah. Minnesota mom. Oh, well, that was just. Impression. It sounds like they tried real hard and oh, they did a good job. Oh boy, it sounded like they tried their best, and that's really all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was that uh, music you and your friends were listening oh. to there? Was that a? Oh, I thought that was the sound God, of yes. an elevator breaking. <laughs> so i normally try and do my final thoughts in terms of should you listen to this album and i think if you're someone that likes different music then yes if you've ever watched a quentin tarantino movie and thought i need to check out the band in this you should listen to this album or wes anderson Or Wes Anderson. I don't haven't seen a lot of Wes Anderson oh, movies, okay. and I think you you've made a uh, an excellent argument in favor of Sorry, that genre. I'm a super fan. Yeah. No, it's fine. It just that's, that's a hole in my life, I suppose. I haven't watched a whole lot of Wes Anderson, but I would say yeah, if you if you like you know Quentin Tarantino movies and you're like I should listen to the five six seven eights because that's good, then you probably like this. If you listen to Shonen Knife, then you probably like this. If you like weird music and you listen to stuff that like sounds wrong or they sound like they don't know what they're doing, then you probably like this. <laughs> I would say this is not. <laughs> wow! Like, like, you know, I referenced the shags. <laughs> the shags definitely don't sound like they know what they're doing. The sound of people that don't Oof. know what they're doing. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> that just that just came out. I didn't even mean to say that. So I'm glad Man, I got a laugh. I can't wait till the mics are off so Bryn can tell us how he really feels. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I think I don't think it's worth skipping at all. But I think if you're not prepared for it, you're going to turn it off before the first song is done. You know, we did this as a project for fun. And I, as much as I'm not cool, I like to think of myself as pretty open-minded musically. And I still had to listen to it almost four times before I sort of was like, okay, 
Alright, I'm... I can get into this. This is alright. So, that's a big time commitment in a world where people won't be bothered with a YouTube video that's longer than two minutes. Yeah. And it does feel like an acid trip. Like, it's something you gotta do once, but you might have a good trip, or you might have a bad trip. And that's will... very true. <laughs> that's a really good analogy, honestly. <laughs> So Rob, take us home. You got anything more you want to say about Deer Hoof? Well, if you didn't like this album, why don't you check out Deer Hoof vs. Evil, which is another <laughs> album I love by them. And you can check out The Magic. Those are my other two favorites of theirs. Nice. I would just say, you know, uh, if you don't agree with my opinions, then you go fuck yourself. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> There's room in life for everyone to be I, uh, wrong sometimes. Right? Come on this show for people to agree with me. What is this? I feel attacked. Uh, <laughs> Angie. I love you, Robert. And yeah, what can I say? But uh, Angie, fuck you. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know that if you put on a playlist, I usually ask you to turn off your lesbian music. Like, I mean, stuff we we don't always see eye to eye on this. <laughs> No, but that's what makes life beautiful yes, is, is seeing different perspectives on and holding hands. Which, and but it brings me so much joy. Like when we sharing. went to the Moist concert together and you were like, so taken back. And I was like, same. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there, he is a beautiful man. I could go on about him, but I think we did. In the yeah, we did. We, we did. did. We did. We did. But I'm we just did. saying we, we see eye to eye on that now. and fucking nothing else. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Well, can I make a suggestion for something we listen to next week as maybe a bit of a palate cleanser? Cleanser. I know, Steven, it's your first week back, but I don't want to put you on the spot to have to commit to coming back next week if it's not going to work for you by suggesting an album. So can I suggest something? Go for it. The sorbet of music, the cleanse, palate cleanser. This is what I, I have long since referenced this artist on the podcast. I've listened to it as a palate cleanser this week. I'd like to share it with you. I think it's an easier listen and I think it's a fun listen. It's a much more recent album than we've done in a while and it is a genre of music that we haven't really touched on. And this is an album called Charmer by Claptone. Ooh. And there is a song on it called No Eyes, but there is a radio edit of that song that is the number three most popular song of, of his on Spotify. I would recommend listening to that in addition to the one on the album because I think it's better. Cool. Yeah, for sure. So it's from 2015. Claptone is a DJ. If you've seen the <laughs> Paris Hilton documentary that made its world premiere on YouTube, he features in it <laughs> as the DJ with the... He wears a Plague Doctor mask. Oh. In fact, I haven't seen it. The pandemic has taken me to many places. It started with <laughs> Tiger King. Oh my God, so good! And it had it has brought me to the Paris Hilton documentary <laughs> at one time. Wow! And that's just because I'm not familiar with this level of free time by myself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been there, man. I've been there. To get it. So yeah. I, I appreciate the lack of judgment. Feel free to just roast me after we <laughs> I know man I know man one minute it's Tiger King and the next it's like all 12 seasons of Murder She Wrote yeah. no reason yeah. I'm, no I've reason, recently man. begun re-watching Silicon Valley for some reason it's not even that great I didn't get into yeah. it I couldn't get into yeah, it I I've don't. never watched it I have re-watched every show I've ever watched now like oh you should re-watch <laughs> it I, see, I saw it last year I saw it this year yeah, yeah. 
10 seasons, uh, one weekend, 10 buckets of ice cream from Ben and Jerry's later. Yeah. I have watched Mad Men all the way through twice during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Once by accident. Good choice. (laughs) By accident. (laughs) I guess Steven, can can we... are you, do you think you'll be free next week to join us, or is this going to be well, an Angie and That's Dennis? what I'm hoping now that, you know, we're we're in the new place. You know, the setup's not great right now. I have I posted on our Twitter, actually, all the open boxes and destroyed shelves, because I literally set my desk in the room and put all my shit I needed on top. Everything else is just scattered around me. But yeah, no, <laughs> I would listen. argue that Claptone is back. excellent music to unpack a house to. I mean, I'm probably going to be listening to Deerhoof while I do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Unpack your basketball. Basket. Exactly. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm done. Unpack, <laughs> I'm done. Unpack I'm done. the suitcase. 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 <laughs> Instead of the... Suitcase. Uh, <laughs> the songbird, we're now going to have the basketball. Yeah. The song, oh, the song yeah. that you just hate to your core. <laughs> I think I part like of it, like... Oh, go it ahead. Felt like, I was just going to say, it felt like Sesame Street, where they're like, D, or like, <laughs> brought to you by the letter B, basketball, ah, ah, basket. ah. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> Won't make me come over there. <laughs> I was just thinking that, like, I have been rewatching shows during the pandemic, but for whatever reason, I've been rewatching a ton of anime that I haven't watched in, God, 10 fucking years now. But I realized that one of the ones I'm watching, it's called jo- JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. And it may be the like animated visual counterpart to this as an album because it is pure insanity start to finish, but God damn it, is it fun. Like it's hard to not watch like even five minutes of that show and not smile for some reason, but it's always for something completely fucking stupid. And the first two seasons in particular, every single character except the protagonist is named after a musician or a band. So like the antagonist's name is Dio. His best friend's name is Robert E. Speedwagon. Like <laughs> it's just so much fun. But yeah, it just as you guys were talking about rewatching stuff, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I watch the same crazy shit I enjoy listening to at least. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm gonna try watching while listening to this album and see how bad it really breaks my brain. <laughs> <laughs> all right well rob thank you so much as as much as it was a, an interesting experience for us it definitely sparked a conversation which is what this is about so a, a sheer like a, a pure win in that regard yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm not thank you for suggesting the Points. album thank you for joining us <laughs> i'm basking it again but if it's not this week, uh, another time, we'll bring you back and make sure that your mic's working and <laughs> and. Uh, oh my god! I just started again. En- sorry, I'm sorry. You can enlighten us with another album that Stephen will love, and we <laughs> we will have thoughts about. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. It's a pleasure meeting you. Thank you for the awesome suggestion. Steven, thanks for dusting off your microphone. I don't know if you've even got pants on, but thanks thanks for, you know, propping yourself up to <laughs> join us. I know your life's been super hectic. 
and you've just been like giving, giving, giving to everybody in your life. So thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your time to join us and Appreciate offer it. a point of view on this album that Angie and I never would have been able to. <laughs> Thank you so yes. much. Sure. Okay, I, I appreciate it. And I, yeah, I appreciate being back. Like it's like even before, right? It was nice to have knowing that there was 30 minutes, an hour where I could just kind of relax and talk to people I like about one of my favorite things. And it's nice to be back and kind of have that, especially like, right? Like we literally, we moved in yesterday. So it's been the last two, three days. It's just been a whirlwind of driving back and forth and making sure we didn't forget anything. Yeah, It was nice to just kind of sit back and relax for a bit <laughs> well we'll let you get back to it whatever you the rest of your evening is angie and rob you're in a different time zone it's getting late it's a work night oh who gives a thank shit thank you so much oh sorry <laughs> if you're still here listening to us prattle on and talk about how much we like each other thank you so much for listening love you guys we're gonna call it here another episode of life to labyrinth thank you so much and Look for us on YouTube shortly. We have a YouTube channel now, and I'm going to be porting over all of our episodes to YouTube. And it will also give us the opportunity to do, like, react videos if we want to do that, or we want to do bonus stuff that isn't necessarily in the form of the podcast. And do a little more video, you can maybe interact with us a little more. You can send us all kinds of awful, horrible comments. That is coming, so look for it, and we'll try and get some stuff there that is not just the regular podcast and I you didn't, can see us and I didn't know anything about this but I'm totally down for reaction videos it's, it's very it's funny something that I just started today I think and I can I've, be I've a good time on, on that I've been yes. working on it and I think it'd be fun for us to do just have our little YouTube channel we can just like react to stuff and just whatever it is whichever two or three it. of us or we can have guests and just it just I was really more freeform than the podcast legitimately going to post in the discord by the end of this week whether the two of you thought having a youtube channel would be a good idea because i've been yeah. looking into ways to kind of expand out the podcast and it youtube kept coming up and yeah because especially right now the two of you do your video call it opens up a lot of opportunities so yeah. great minds think so alike I, <laughs> Absolutely. So I've I started that today. I've I've generated all the video links for all of our pre, uh, back catalog episodes. I'm going to start porting them over, and any new episodes will auto upload to YouTube. And we're going to start thinking of new ways to make ourselves more available to you guys if you want to check us out. And and that's that. That's my news. I'm so glad you guys are tech smart. If it was up to me, we'd be writing handwritten newsletters to people that listen. Your blog is entertaining, though, Angie. <laughs> I'm so excited <laughs> for the potential text. of this. Uh, you know, the podcast has a lot of potential. I think it's so exciting. You know, expanding YouTube. This podcast has been brought to you by Robert Salter. <laughs> 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 Copyright Robert Salter. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Try to edit you that spent 30 right? minutes doing an edit of your hot garbage audio. Does not mean that all the time. <laughs> By you, my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much. That's our episode for this week. I don't even know how to end this. Ep- this album is a is a journey. Just give it a shot. <laughs> Get shit faced and listen to it. It's nuts. Get your acid tabs out, team. Go for a trip. <laughs> That's right. Rob, Put on thank your you. diapers. <laughs> Steven, thank you. Angie, thank you. We love you all. Bye. And we'll be back in a week. Bye. See ya. Yeehaw. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Life to Labyrinth podcast. Theme music by Devin Rose. 
Find Devin on Bandcamp or any streaming service. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Life Number Two Labyrinth. <laughs>